Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of Such Sweet Thunder Meditation Program. Now, today we'll be exploring a meditation designed to cultivate a very, very deep state of resting. And if you've been uh, with me for any of my previous uh, meditations, you know that I like to emphasize resting. Now, there's many reasons for this. Uh, not only do I find resting to be very relieving for tension or stress, uh, it makes meditation uh, insights uh, very accessible. But the tradition of uh, Dzogchen in the Tibetan uh, lineages, uh, in the Dzogchen tradition, it is thought that uh, the clarity and the beauty of uh, experience lies in the state of resting. And in fact, we can let all experience go and simply rest in open, spacious awareness. Uh, and that is considered to be a very, um, how should we say, an, an enlightened state to be in. Uh, because at that, at that point, there's no conflict. You can't rest and be in conflict at the same time. So we just allow ourselves to rest into the present moment experience. And it starts by resting with the breath. Resting at the sensations of the breath entering and leaving the nose and so forth. Uh, and resting to the experience of the breath as it moves through the body. Resting through all of the sensations arising throughout the body. Now I'll be guiding uh, this resting meditation practice. Uh, not today, but on uh, Monday morning my time, which will be Sunday evening in the United States. Uh, so today I'm just going to talk about this practice, uh, outline some of the great benefits of resting meditation, and so forth. Now the reason why I put this resting uh, detour into the Such Sweet Thunder program is that uh, the resting can facilitate opening into the present moment. As I was saying, we rest in the experience of the breath, rest into the experience of the body. Now, you may have noticed this if you've been doing this type of practice already, that uh, you might feel like you're resting, but there's this slight uh, idea. So there's a tension in the body and there's this idea, well, it should be this way or it shouldn't be that way. And so here, we can see this very subtle preference start to arise. I want this, I don't want that. It should be this way, it shouldn't be that way. I should be breathing deep, I shouldn't be breathing shallow. I should be breathing A and not B. My body should be soft, it shouldn't be tense. So here we're into this pushing away discomfort and grasping at comfort. So whenever you're in a meditation practice, whether it's this practice or any meditation practice, and you feel discomfort, 
Before you push away that discomfort and grasp at comfort, ask yourself the question, can I rest with this? And so what this does is this brings the unconscious knee-jerk reaction of pushing away discomfort and grasping at comfort into awareness. We make that unconscious decision conscious. And it was uh, the very astute mind of Carl Jung who pointed out that anything that remains in the unconscious has the potential to control us. And we see this in spades with this habit of pushing away discomfort and grasping at comfort. In fact, that's the root of all addiction, is that habitual tendency. Now, it's not really possible to uproot that whole habit, unfortunately. Uh, it's ingrained in the human DNA. And it's really why we've survived the Darwinian struggle as long as we have is we have this tendency to do that, to push away discomfort and grasp at comfort. But we can rest. And so the more we practice this resting meditation, uh, the more sensitive we become to any tension that arises in the body. So we start to notice how we're pushing away at the irritation, at the I don't want this, I want that, grasping at comfort, I don't want this, I want that. That creates a tension in the body, in the mind, in the heart. Not a, not a tension, but a tension. <laughs> so you start to feel this tension arise. Now it's impossible to push away from something and to be at rest at the same time. It's impossible to cling at something and to be at rest at the same time. So we don't need to uproot this very deeply habituated tendency of grasping at comfort and pushing away discomfort. We really only need to rest. And in that resting, that preferencing dissolves. That habit of pushing away discomfort, and grasping at comfort, starts to uh, resolve. Now, I often get the question here, well, isn't it natural and normal to have preferences? I mean, I don't like a certain, you know, political figure, and I prefer this political figure, or I don't like red wine, but I like white wine. Aren't those normal tendencies? And yes, they are. Uh, these practices of resting aren't designed to... Uh, have our experience of life become a bland flatland. That's not the idea here. The idea is to really bring awareness to, again, that tendency so that we can move forward out of mindfulness. We become aware of when we are moving forward out of joy out of a, or moving forward towards comfort. We, we bring that into awareness and then we can move forward with mindfulness. Say, okay, I'm gonna go have that glass of water because I'm thirsty now, rather than just feeling the dry throat and instinctually grabbing for the water and chugging it. So that's the idea here, is we kind of slow that process down 
so that we can be more mindful, more in the present moment with our decisions and with our actions. And that causes a lot less suffering in the world. That's the idea, is to alleviate suffering as much as we can. Now, the idea of suffering, uh, the end of suffering is not an end goal or an end state. I just mentioned that because I just mentioned this concept of freeing ourselves from suffering. Uh, there's no end state where suffering doesn't exist. That's a misconception. Uh, some sort of heaven where there's only positive and no negative or nirvana where there's only uh, beauty and no ugliness. Uh, how could that ever really happen? I mean, beauty is defined as opposed to the absence of ugliness, right? So we need ugliness in order to have beauty. We need darkness in order to know light. But the end of suffering arises moment to moment when we can be responsive to what's arising in our body, in our mind, in our heart, in our environment. When we can have that moment to moment responsiveness When we live in that way, we respond with compassion to what's arising in the present moment. We respond with loving kindness, equanimity, with joy. Because those qualities don't take us out of the resting state. When you move forward with compassion, you move forward in a state of resting. You're open willing to accept the present moment as it arises, a state of resting. When you move forward with loving kindness, you're moving forward with an embrace, resting warmth into the present moment. When you're moving forward in your life with equanimity, you move forward with a knowing, it's not a knowing of any particular information or factual knowledge, but it's a deep sense of knowing. When you move forward with joy, you move forward with a, a celebration. So all four of those qualities allow that resting to continue to be there. So you don't move out of the resting quality when you move forward in those states of loving kindness, compassion, equanimity, and joy. But when you move forward with a grasping, then you're not resting. When you move forward with a pushing away, I don't want this in my life, then you're pushing, you're not resting like that. So I think that's quite important to, to mention. Now, I mentioned this idea of asking this question, can I rest with this? Very important in meditation practice. You can also use this in everyday life. It makes a great uh, uh, pointer. So you get a phone call with, um, I don't know, uh, the IRS is looking for their tax money. <laughs> 
can I rest with this? And then move forward into the conversation. So then you move forward, you've, then you've taken that opportunity, you've taken that breath to unplug that emotional reactivity. Now, the answer might be, no, I can't rest with this. Well, there's, there's going to be tension in the body, tension in the mind, tension in the heart. Now, you're, you're going to move forward into that conversation regardless. But your responses to that present moment experience, well, they won't be responses at all. They'll be reactions. They'll be steeped in emotional reactivity designed to take us out of experiencing whatever's arising in the present moment. So this question is a very, very powerful tool. Very simple to remember, but not, you know, simple doesn't always mean easy. Can I rest with this? Now another pointer that I actually wrote in the advertisement for the talk today on Facebook and Instagram, or maybe, yeah, Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> I wrote, uh, not entertaining the past, not pursuing the future, not dwelling on the present. Just repeat those phrases to yourself and just see where the mind goes. Not entertaining the past, not pursuing the future, not dwelling on the present. And I think you might find that, at least for a second, your mind just stops there. And then the mind might start to think, well, if there's not, if I'm not entertaining the past or pursuing the future or dwelling on the present, then where do I rest? And that's exactly the answer. Although the answer can't be done in the logical mind, the, the question is designed to halt the thinking mind and it drops you right there in the present moment. And even to say the present moment is kind of a, an illusion. And there's so much emphasis nowadays on, on uh, uh, spiritual teachings or uh, contemplative teachings about being in the present moment. But this actually takes the carpet out from that solid ground as well. No past, no future, no present, just rest. And you might notice this expansive resting awareness is just there. Now then the mind will go into thought. Oh, but what about this? What about that? Or I should be doing this? Or I need to figure this out. Not entertaining the past. Not pursuing the future. Not dwelling on the present. Just rest. when you rest like that, there's no reference point. 
Because even if you're holding on to a reference point, that's not resting. So we let go of any experience, the experience of the breath, the experience of the body, the sounds of the present moment. We let go of all of that and we just rest in whatever's arising. And in that resting, we become completely responsive to the present moment. Because now we're not attached to, I should do this, or I shouldn't do that, or it should be this way, or it shouldn't be that way. All of that requires effort. That's all either entertaining the past or pursuing the future or dwelling on the present. So this type of resting is beyond any frame of reference because any frame of reference brings us back to it should be this way, it shouldn't be that way. So if discomfort arises in the body, in the mind, in the heart during a resting meditation, we pose this question, can I rest with this? And then we move into the experience. Let's use the experience of anger. Let's say we're doing this resting meditation practice and we have this recollection of something that happened last week Let's say uh, the cable guy didn't show up until four in the afternoon. They were supposed to be there at nine in the morning. And we waited all day and we didn't get anything done that we wanted to. And so we got really frustrated and angry, upset. When the guy finally showed up, we didn't even offer them a glass of water. We were just like, yeah, the cable box is over there. Get to work. <laughs> so we recollect that. In the meditation practice, we feel that frustration, we feel that anger. Ask that question, can I rest with this? Now you might feel the frustration, the anger in the body, a tension in the chest, in the abdomen, clenching of the jaw. You rest in that experience. And very important here, we don't move into that resting with that experience, trying to resolve that anger or frustration. Because again, that's just leading us back into it should be this way, it shouldn't be that way. I don't want this, I want that. Right? So that's just compounding the tensions. We're moving further and further away from resting when we do that. So the idea is to recognize this frustration, this anger, let the thought about the situation go. Because those thoughts are only fuel for that frustration. Here's where that technique of saying thinking, when we notice we're thinking in meditation, we label those thoughts thinking, we let those thoughts go, come back to the very visceral present moment experience. Feel the emotion in the body, in the mind, in the heart. Can I rest with this?
Now in that resting, that emotion will resolve, will fade. Again, the thoughts might come up, but you can't be in the thinking mind and be at rest at the same time. The thinking mind is not the resting mind. Label that thinking, let those thoughts go, return back to the present moment and rest. So another set of pointers that I love in this practice and that you'll hear me use most likely when I guide on Sunday or Monday, where uh, Sunday in America, Monday in Asia. Uh, let go of what has passed. Let go of what may come. Let go of what is happening right now. Don't try to figure anything out. Don't try to make anything happen. Just rest. Right now, just rest. And so when you go through those phrases, and I'll just repeat them very quickly again as quickly as I ever talk. <laughs> uh, see where these phrases leaves your thinking mind. Let go of what is past. Let go of what may come. Let go of what is happening right now. Don't try to figure anything out. Don't try to make anything happen. Just rest. Right now, just rest. And again, that really just allows the thinking mind to stop, right? Where can you go? Where does the mind go to turn to? When you let go of what has happened, you let go of what may come, and you let go of what is happening right now. Again, that allows us to rest the thinking mind, which tends to gravitate towards the past, let go of what has happened, the thinking mind that tends to gravitate towards the future, let go of what may come, and the thinking mind that tends to map out the present moment experience, that tends to label what's happening right now. You don't need to figure anything out. So this, again, circumventing that mind. Should it be this way? Shouldn't it be that way? I should be doing this. You don't need to figure anything out. Just rest. You don't need to make anything happen. Circumventing that task-making tendency that so many of us are afflicted with. Every moment of the day, I have to be doing this, I have to be accomplishing something, I have to, right now just rest. 
So again, I want to talk about this idea of present moment awareness, because as I was mentioning before, there's so much emphasis on being in the present moment, right? Eckhart Tolle writes his whole book on the power of now. I myself have a chapter in my first book, uh, Such Sweet Thunder, uh, dedicated to uh, resting in the present moment. And indeed, so many meditation practices, including many that I teach, are designed to allow one to rest in the present moment. But this idea of the present moment only is comprehensible when there's an idea of the past, an idea of the future. It's like the number two existing without the number one and the number three. It couldn't happen, it wouldn't make sense. In the present moment, this idea of a present moment, this concept of a present moment, is only comprehensible if there's a concept of the past and a concept of the future. So this eternal experience of now becomes much more accessible when we let go of what has passed, let go of what may come, and let go of what is happening right now. not entertaining the past, not pursuing the future, not dwelling on the present. Just rest. Right now, just rest. Again, it's impossible to cling to ideas of it should be this way and it shouldn't be that way. Now, we can't let those ideas or we can't push those ideas away. We can't make them dissolve. That's just falling into another preference. That's just falling into another it should be this way, it shouldn't be that way. So we rest very, very deeply, and in that resting, the clinging to it should be or it shouldn't be dissolves on its own. It's allowed to be released. Another way of, I guess, conceptualizing this practice or thinking about this practice, which you shouldn't do that much of. <laughs> but if one does need to conceptualize a resting practice, it could be probably thought of as a, a comprehensive state of release or a radical state of release. You're letting everything go. 
Because anything that you hold on to is indicative of a not resting state. So what's left when you let everything go? As the Zen master Dogen said, body and mind dropped. That would expound on that by saying, body, mind, and heart dropped. What's left? The great Sufi poet Rumi said, what's left is just this breath breathing human being. Not entertaining the past, not pursuing the future, not dwelling on the present. Just rest. So I think that's all I'm going to say today. I hope you enjoyed this Dharma talk offering on the resting meditation practices. Now I will be guiding a resting meditation on Monday morning in Thailand or Asia. This will be Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific Coast time. I guess that's 9 p.m. on the East Coast of America. So. Do uh, figure out your time zone accordingly. Uh, please do stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, we'll uh, get through this pandemic crisis together. And I will see you all after the weekend. Have a great weekend. We'll see you all then. Much love, much light.